Welcome to One Great Conversation. A hot topic recently at Lux's Greats has been the values discipline triangle and what that actually means for business, not just for us, but also other businesses that we come into contact with professionally and personally. I've heard a bit about this topic in passing conversations, but not as much as what Tim and I spoke about and really got to the crux of why it's important to pick one of these disciplines to really excel at and let it be known to the world too. It's setting intentions and expectations. Hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I did learning about this particular topic. So we're going to be talking about the value disciplines triangle. You've spoken a little bit about it with me before, but I'd love to know a bit more about what actually are those three value disciplines in business. So when I first got prompted, this three value discipline is which type of business are you? Which one are you going to excel in? Mm. Which one's going to be the main driver of the business? So we look at the three different ones of product innovation, Custom in- intimacy or operation excellence. Yep. All right. So each of these all have different facets. Having obviously the first one that I mentioned, the product innovation. There's a, it's a company that you know prides itself on its innovation mm. and it's constantly and ever evolving innovation within the, in the organisation and the disruptions that it's doing within the market as well. Sure. It's innovating the way that it used to be. Mm. Innovating, you know, type of product, type of service, innovating the way that it interacts with with customers and clients as well. So, you know, it is a key part, and we can think of quite a few examples in that front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also talk about customer intimacy. So you're so intimate with your customer that you know everything about the particular customer yeah. and down to the fine details. Mm-hmm. So there's things that you could expect in a customer intimacy business that you don't know, have their surnames and their friends, and you know, you'll know everything about that particular person. So it's so intimate. They know the details. They know the flavor of the coffee you like. They know the type oh, of bourbon amazing. you drink. <laughs> yeah, they know when you like to be disturbed and not to do your stuff. But all this sort of stuff is, is very intimate in the way that they deal with you. So we could start to think about some of the companies that actually have that particular discipline. They're a standout. They're the reason you mm-hmm. go to that company because yeah. of that type of intimacy that they can provide. And then we talk about operational excellence. Operational excellence is you can guarantee they all deliver you the same thing every single time. And the way that they operate and the way that they can deliver it to you have, you know, they're continuing to, you could call innovate the uh, the operational excellence. Sure. You know, there's some innovation behind that, but they are delivering it consistently every single time. And a huge standout for me in that particular scenario is, say, McDonald's. They deliver you the same burger every time, no matter where you are in the world. True. You know, that's operational excellence and down to a particular time frame as well. So um, and we can start talking about the areas where they don't focus and you can sure. see what sort of business they are and where they're trying to strengthen certain parts. But operational excellence is that you can guarantee. These companies that are guaranteeing within 24 hours you get X or their operational excellence, they pride themselves in that guarantee. Uh, and even some, you know, we've talked about different experiences before that you've had in business, but some businesses that can provide you exactly what they say and they'll go to the end of the earth to make sure that they deliver it to you. Mm. So the particular example I got around that operational excellence is a, a company that will, will deliver deliver it to you in operational excellence with no matter what. I have quite a few around that, but this, this podcast could last all day if I continue sure, to talk yeah. about them. So, <laughs> yeah, they're your three disciplines and yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk more about different examples and how that's how that's worked within our business. Yeah, perfect. I want to skip down to 
talk more about the principles, and this was a bit further down in the agenda, but is it possible to be best in all three principles, do you think, or is there merit in just choosing one value and really going for it? So being equal parts of each of the values is trying to please everyone. Mm. You know, and in business, we look at having to please every single client, every single customer, and trying to be equal parts to everyone. From my, my experience in business, and I say my experience, to be equal parts of everything for everyone, it, it doesn't work. There isn't lux, there isn't that same value, there isn't that same thing. Everyone's going to value your business different. Everyone's going to see that, oh, you should be doing X or you should be doing this or you know, everyone's got their particular opinion and the way they're experiencing it because their world and their experience is different the way that they have businesses. So sure. some will say McDonald's isn't operational excellence because at one time I went there, they didn't even put the right burger in my bag. So they're like, they, they can't deliver, their, their operation isn't that good or whatever. But yeah, that's the single principle of their business is operational excellence is to make that consistently the same same thing every time in a particular order and fashion. So, you know, or we talk about, hey, I've got this business that has a lot of custom intimacy, you know, like it can talk to the customers, it has the experience for the customers and everything like that. And at the end of the day, they're missing a key product or the product isn't that good. It's not an innovative product. It's not the way that they deliver it or the operation of it. It's it's, it's hard to get. It's hard yeah, to book in. Yeah, that's not fun. You know, they, got, they got a nine-month wait to, to be able to engage with that customer. People that. don't have time for that. So can you see that all of a sudden where you've pigeoned, you've pigeoned yourself into saying, hey, we're a customer intimacy, but then the expansion or the, how much business they can actually do. So, But, you know, people will wait. They can see that there's an importance value there. They know how intimate it's going to be and they will wait for you. So it's, it's picking these particular principles and understanding how, what that business looks like for you. So being equal parts is just trying to please everyone. So yep. that's why picking one particular one, it should be in the range of 60 to 70%. Okay, that's a good number. Of one particular discipline mm. is what this whole in solely focused on. You know, and that particular number comes from saying that's majority of what you do. Mm. So if your majority, hey, this is operational excellence, this is what we do, and there's, it's not that you haven't got equal parts of, there's obviously a decent product behind it. I don't think from memory that everyone's rushing to McDonald's for the quality of their product. It's edible. <laughs> You can eat it. It's not too bad. If you're hungover, it probably tastes a little bit better. <laughs> Being hungover yeah. helps, yeah. But it's that quick, easy, it allows that um, you know that you, what to expect when you get there. Yeah. You can imagine another restaurant that serves amazing, delicious food, something, some, you know, plenty of places here on the Gold Coast that, that do that and service that, but you, you don't know what to expect when you get there. They could be booked out. They don't you have could be waiting for an hour. Could, could be waiting for a while to get a seat, yeah. all these sorts of things. So all of a sudden they're not – their product excellence. They know that they're delivering sure. a particular meal to you, so they're not operational excellence. But it doesn't mean they don't serve you on time or if you have to wait a little bit longer when you finally do get a table and you have to wait a, a half an hour for that delicious meal to come out, hey, you know, a lot of the taste sometimes is – or the wait is long forgotten because of yeah, the taste. Yeah, because your belly's how, full. <laughs> exactly, how good that food actually was. Yeah. So I'm sure we've all had those particular experiences. Sure. So that's where it comes into the product is, is hands down. Mm. Um, and we look at some of the fine dining restaurants where it's the custom intimacy. It's like, oh, hi, yeah. such and such, you know, this glad you're back and who have you brought today? Who have you brought with you? And what's the occasion? Is it your anniversary? Is it a dinner? Is it, is it a catch-up for your birthday? Or like they're trying to get super intimate with you, getting your requests, getting your things, knowing how you like it and all this sort of stuff. So all of a sudden you've got a restaurant <laughs> when you talk restaurant industry, one yeah. that's operational excellence, which you can say, yep, that sits in that category. One that's custom intimacy because you know you've gone to a restaurant that gives you that intimacy. Yeah. Or you've got another restaurant that's, hey, the product's so damn good, the food's so damn, I'll wait an hour to get a table. 
Sure. Right. Um, but even when you're there, you just become a number. But you know that you're there for the fish tacos or you're there for something that you just like, you can't get anywhere else. And so it's knowing what it. to expect, basically. Most definitely. Yeah. It's what your customer can expect from you. Yeah. You know, and that you don't let them down on that expectation. So all of a sudden you're trying to be a bit of everything to everyone. All of a sudden you're limiting what they're going to get. Are they all of a sudden going to get good product or because they're known for a good product, but their product was terrible tonight. You know, I'll keep using the restaurant analogy. You were disappointed because last time mm. you ate there, it was absolutely amazing. You know, it was so good. You went back with your friend to say, you took your friend there and say, hey, this is, you, you know, it, you wait till you eat this. You'll just be amazed. So you take them there and it was no good. And what happened is the chef left or they didn't replace the chef with a good chef that could cook that meal the same way. So all of a sudden this expectation broken and they didn't stand to that, hey, we need to deliver this particular product because mm. we're known for, you know, known for this dish or known for this product. No matter what chef is in place, should be able to deliver should it be of, able of to that keep excellence. Because yeah. their product's excellence, right? So they're going to deliver it to you rather than all of a sudden oh no they're really kind and all of a sudden they're leaning on more custom intimacy because they remember you from last time and it was nice it was nice to be (laughs) reminded but it wasn't nice that the food wasn't as good that you took your friend there to so all of a sudden there's expectation change right what are they delivering on so if they're clear in business what they do isn't it clear on what expectations the customers would require and so we start you know i've talking about a lot of other businesses but similar to ours that it's been difficult to move six metre length grates around the country. It is super, Definitely. super difficult. And because of that, you know, it, it has caused freight delays, damages and all these sorts of things. So from an operational excellence point of view, we aren't an operational excellence. You cannot pick up a piece of grate through a drive-through service of ours. <laughs> yeah. um, it's going to take a bit of time to get to you based on the freight yeah. and, and packaging and so forth. So, you know, they're the challenges that we face in operation. It doesn't mean you never get your order, though. Mm. You will get your order and we try to get it out in a timely manner based on stock holdings and so forth. But, you know, that it's operational excellence is a certain percent. But where we pride ourselves, where people can guarantee what Lux's Greats is all about is how good is the product. Well, it's the best product you can get. It's the best product that's out there. We're the innovator. We're the developer. We've created this product that is unmatched and unrivaled. So we're going to continue to push that innovation and product. We are that company and 60 to 70% of our time is developing to make sure that our product is by far the best. So if there's improvements to make, we'll continue to make them. If there's variations to make, we'll continue to make them as well. So as you can see from the range, it's just constantly being product innovation developed to bring the best to the customer. So they can rely on and go, hey, have I purchased the best? Yes. There's no second guess. When they've purchased Lux's Greats, they know it's the best. Mm. The intimacy in our customers, of course, we still care. We deeply care about our clients and our customers. And there's an intimacy level by, you know, keeping recording the CRM, knowing when their purchasing habits are like, knowing when when they purchase and they don't purchase, all of the ways that we can deal and integrate with them. So we understand them. We know them by name. We have their details. They're not just a number to us. You know, we host VIP parties and all sorts of things to, to yeah. there's a level of intimacy that we still have with our, client, our customers and clients. But it isn't our first driver. It is not our first discipline in our organisation is to make sure that you can command the best product and we'll deliver on that. So I hope that helps you know, shape some of those disciplines, why it's so important to be a higher percentage of, yeah, one, of one. I think so. I think that definitely brought a lot of clarity for myself as well and knowing that it's okay to obviously be across all of them but picking one that's your main focus and the others support that one. Correct. Yeah. And going more on um, you know, the product innovation, what are you most proud of when shaping a culture that promotes product innovation? Product innovation, once 
the decision was made to say, hey, we're going to be the product innovation business. I was understanding everything about the market. Mm-hmm. I was then realising about what things don't we know in the market. So we talked to, whether it was trade fairs, whether it was conversations, everything to find everything out about what worked and what didn't work. And that was bringing where the innovation was designed from. That mm-hmm. There was a problem in the market originally, which we turned a product into that solution. Yes. So that solution now is the product that fixes all these particular issues and dramas that are having. Wait time on products and it housed this new way of doing something. Mm. So that's where we say it's, it's we've set the new standard. So at first there wasn't anything to expect. There wasn't mm. a product like it. There was nothing that really rivaled it or matched it. So by being now able to deliver this product, we're able to now guarantee the product itself, that, how it will work for the customer and client. So they know what to expect each time mm. they're purchasing it. It wasn't an easy sort of decision because I still like to have that intimacy with the client and the customer and have that particular element of the business. But every time we felt threatened, every time we feel like we've lost our way a little bit, we look back at, hey, how are we innovating the product? Yes. And that was making it better. So Mm. you look at... um, some of the changes that we've made, color variations, UV stabilization, yeah. the slimline toll insert, the NXT14, all these particular innovations mm-hmm. that we developed and designed and created, they were to service a market because we found more problems in the market through feedback, sure. through the customer intimacy, yes. giving us yep. that feedback yep. to then yep. to provide more innovation for them rather than just kind of flog them the same shit that's already available yep. or trying to flog them the same thing we already had a couple of years ago. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're constantly evolving that. So I think that's the most important. And people can look up to us as the product innovator um, in this space. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I agree. It's not ignoring what the people that are using the product, what their experience is, because that's still a very important part of our journey. Yeah, the proof's in the market, yeah. you know, and we're all ease when it comes to getting that market feedback. Mm. So we've got some avocation around our product that is by far the best product in the market. And you've got some people are still in a little bit of denial thinking that it's not the best product that's in the market, but that's okay. Yeah. We're not there to say, hey, we're going to get intimate with that customer and say, we're going to work all your and tailor a direct customized particular line or product because mm-hmm. they need it 95 mil wide and, and 32 millimeters deep. It's exactly a customized model for that particular client. We don't have that intimacy, mm-hmm. but we have a particular range of product excellence that suits and services so yeah. many different variations in projects and jobs and gets a lot of people through their project a hell of a lot easier Definitely. and looking better. Than, yes. it ever, than it ever did before, <laughs> certainly yeah. when it comes to the functionality point as well. Definitely, definitely. Mm. And because I skipped down, you kind of answered a little bit of the question that I had. I've been skipping between the questions instead of running how I normally would. But so you were saying that at the start there was no real principle that you focused on. You were just sort of, you know, going with it and seeing what showed up. Um, can you tell us a bit more about how you – like what your experience was as a tradie like prior to Lux's and the challenges that you had with products which made you pick product excellence. For sure, for sure. So one of the principles getting into this game was there is a lot of garbage product out there in the market Mm. uh, that the person that ever invented it had never installed it, used it, tried it, got feedback from the people actually installing it. Uh, and that's, yeah, that comes from the principle. And I think I could speak on many different products that are still available in the market <laughs> yeah, currently sure. that, you know, they haven't had that experience. Mm. Given they haven't had that experience, how do they back the product? It's not their business isn't a product innovation. It's just the same. 
It's just something they've found. It's just something that they thought might work. Something told, you know, it's nothing. They're not looking for feedback, not looking to grow. They just want to continue to deliver the same shit all the time. So, you know, that that was interesting. So that's why I started looking through my trade experience, looking for different products that were available that made IE my job easier, that was more affordable, mm-hmm. um, but still delivered the same outcome, you know, different, different things from all different variations in construction, from electrical to plumbing to all building materials, really. So it took me if we're if I'm going to find even better stuff, I've got some ideas myself. What would it look like if I put some of these ideas into play? How hard is it to make some of this stuff? Mm. How hard it is to engineer some of this stuff? How can we do this? And that's what took it on that that starting journey. And I got sidetracked. I really did get sidetracked mm. in those first few years of business because we started inventing all sorts of different things. And then the invention of all these different products, so it had mixed clarity because here I was trying to service all different types of customers, all different types of product. And then I was equal, you know, I potentially was equal parts of everything, equal parts of customer intimacy, operational excellence, as well as product innovation was lost amongst all the rest of the stuff going on. And I realized a few years in, it didn't, it wasn't going to work. That's where the rebrand, the reshuffle started from. That's where it come from. It was like, hey, if I was to be one of these disciplines, when I got promoted, or pro- when it got promoted to me, that mm-hmm. let's make a choice. And you start to reevaluate where you're at. And so any business currently in its form can reevaluate where they're at in business. 100%. And re- reset where they are currently now. Do a little scale up, work with your team to do so, and actually run through what the experience is like now for your clients. And if you don't know, ask the question. What do you think we excel at? Where are we at? And if they come back and the feedback's that you're equal parts of everything and they don't know that, oh, no, this is where you do really well at. And and looking for that negative feedback as well is like, hey, you're not that great on operational it's excellence. It's just as because, important. Yeah, so you're getting that feedback and as much as it's difficult to hear but you know that what they're going to expect mm-hmm. and that's where you can market. You can market what, what the clients are going to expect from you. So we're not marketing that we can get you a piece of great within 10 minutes of you ordering it. <laughs> We don't have a drone to drop it to your place or to your building site or to your, you know, but done right, we're still going to get product to you through the, through the process, through what's required, whether it be through wholesale. We'll do everything we possibly can to make that streamlined as possible, as much as possible, but we've made choices mm. that we're going to continue to drive the innovation of the product in this business. So, yeah, and that, that decision was made. It's a good refresh for most business. How are we going to continue to live on that intention? Where yeah. are we going to be? What can you expect from us? So, yeah, we're going to continue to drive that message through and through. Nice. And I love that you weren't, like, as scary as it was, like, for me, thinking, like, putting myself in your shoes of how can we make these products from scratch and, like, where do you even start from there to then not be afraid to reevaluate cull so many products and just go with one that's amazing to see that happen and i hope it inspires other people to yeah reevaluate if they're equal parts of everything to really make a intentional choice of where they're going for sure Mm. and i think again that people can rely on us to continue to lead the innovation side of it Mm -hmm. you know if they want to choose other products or other lines are they the best example of innovation is that what's going to work for them and is that what they're looking for or they're looking for that operational excellence because yeah they will drone drop it straight to your building side or Mm -hmm. like city i think you can get in ipswich now or not around ipswich or uh i think springwood area you can get a 7-eleven slurpee 
actually drone drop to you. Perfect. So a super healthy option. Yeah. You don't even have to go anywhere. No, it comes it, to you. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> and then I'll tell you what, that particular business is innovating. The, yeah. It's this pro, it, it is a product excellence. That's pretty next level. <laughs> but it's not. It's operation excellence. Yeah. Because the slurp is still terrible, as you say. It's- Terrible. But the operational of it is, hey, I click a button on my phone and within a couple of minutes this thing flies yeah. over and drops it to me. It's like so we're living in the year 3000. Like yeah. I wouldn't have even thought that we would have yeah, yep. drones delivering yep. stuff. So it's not a healthy option because you're picking <laughs> that, you know, and I'm sure as time goes on that you'll be able to pick whatever beverage yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. require and that will be able to be dropped to you at any drop of a hat. And what the, obviously the time we're recording this, there's yeah. certain options at the moment, but I yeah. dare say that will continue to scale. And your expectation of being able to get anything at any time dropped to you you within 10 minutes of pushing a button on your phone is this huge expectation. So you look at operational excellence. Are you operating in an excellence area? Mm. Are you that type of business? Mm. And you deliver that knowing that that's what you offer. So, yeah, and during that there is a form of product excellence within that. So based on the different types of businesses, you know, you can see how this starts to apply. Yeah. I have lots of other different, I guess, options, ways of looking at different styles of business. We talk about restaurants, we talk about yeah. our business, but yeah, there's other scenarios. So sure. it's just to look at look at what you've got yep. and then go, I guess go from there, see it's, where it applies. It's funny how it's been a pretty hot topic with us lately and after you spoke about it with me, I'm just like going out and about. I'm like, are they this business? Are they that business? Oh, they're not doing this. They're not, a, you know. So it's front of mind for me now and then I've passed that on to my partner and so on yep. and so forth. So you, like you're almost holding them accountable for what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Well, so yeah. if they're marketing and selling it and pushing and driving, whatever it is, we start to find it puts that into perspective. And then we yeah. look at, hey, is that what I expected from them? So all yeah. of a sudden you're really lining up expectations with what they're delivering. Because if you went to McDonald's and said, oh, I'm looking for a nice experience, custom intimacy <laughs> business, I'm looking for this amazing product and, and that's where <laughs> I you I feel t- like you'd get like shoot out the door. <laughs> well, it, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you've set yourself up to fail because yeah. your expectation of this company is to, that it should be custom intimacy. They care about – you're a number in Literally, the like you get a little ticket, right? You're a number. You're one. They don't know you. They're not interested in your name. Yeah. You're a number. So there's no intimacy there. Like I said, the product itself is debatable. So all of a sudden your expectations going into this business that it's going to deliver on all this sort of stuff isn't. You're like, no, I can go wham, bam, I know I can in, out, and I'll be driving away with some food, screaming kids in the back, you're stuffing their faces with you know chips or whatever it is, and then continue to drive on. Or I'm just trying to think of different scenarios I've <laughs> yeah, had the experience. Sure. Well, yeah, I'm just I know that, kids with like you know, their mouth full not, of like not, chips and nuggets. Yeah, exactly. Not stopping. <laughs> you're still in the car. Kids are screaming. But it, it's – it's providing a solution to a particular a problem that, problem that yeah. you've got. We're screaming kids because hungry. Yeah. So it's so, a time thing. Yeah. Yeah. You certainly wouldn't take them to an intimate restaurant to sit down with them because the expectation there wouldn't line up with what you're expecting from them based on the scenario or the situation you're currently in. 100%. So all of a sudden we start looking, as you just um, said, you were starting to look for what they can provide. And I think that sets some intention, right? So Definitely. you're not going in and going, oh, I was really expecting really good food from here. Where did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Who told you? Where was the Google reviews on that particular business saying that yeah. this food was amazing? So go there. Like, does it make sense? If you've got Google reviews, you say, no, it's just amazing. The setting, beautiful food, beautiful food. The setting's terrible. You know, the service is crap. Mm-hmm. Operational excellent. But man, the food's excellent. So you get that choice going in there. That's why you look at reviews, right? Yeah. You're already expecting the service to be crap. <laughs> yeah. Someone said the service is crap and the food was just amazing, just like it said on the review when you're there. So you're like, tick, my yeah. expectations are met. met. But what happens if the service was okay as well? 
above and beyond. Like yeah. that's a bonus. Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden you're going there thinking that the service is going to be crap. The foods are excellent. You go there, the food was excellent, and the service was amazing. You know, they're having a great day. New employees, and they just love and value the business. And all of a sudden, so it's not just that it comes out of effect. It's just what to expect. And what can the clients and customers expect? So it's understanding that and that's what you drive the market towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got heaps of different yeah, sure <laughs> analogies and scenarios. Like I said, we try to keep it within time yeah, uh, just yeah. so people understand the, the principle yeah. that we're trying to get across here. No, perfect. Yeah, I love how much you've given to this already. And last question to close off the episode, how could other businesses identify what their key value is and keep it front of mind? Yeah, like I mentioned, I think it's something to – to look at. It's something to sit down and write out where the business is at currently, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's taking, you know, yourself, you're in business or you're in with a partner or you've got a small team or you've got a large team. It's taking those executives on board to say, hey, where, where are we delivering? And then all of a sudden it's an eye-opener to see where everyone's at because some are going, True. no, 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 we're operational excellence. And the other one's like, no, 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 we're this. And so I've seen that unfold in, in many different circumstances <laughs> where there is those indifferences going on within the organisation. Hence, Well, you asked me driving. recently. Yeah, so we're driving. <laughs> all of a sudden, the businesses are being driven from these different principles. Yeah. Hey, that's not ideal if we're to be 60%, 70% in the area that we've chosen. So as we pick that and then coming up with that, mm. again, if that doesn't work for the business or that improves the business, it improves the type of expectation you're delivering your customer, then do more of it. Yeah. If it doesn't, do less. Yeah, exactly. Re- reset, review, and then and rehash it and roll out a new plan. Mm. But at the moment, no plan's being done because it's not being revisited. It's not being talked about. Sure. Um, it hasn't. So if you haven't and you're not 100% certain on what that is, I think it's a great tool. It's a great place to start. And I certainly I see making significant impact and change within mm. the business from a very simple exercise. Yeah. What those lists of things to do from that conversation could go anywhere. Mm. Um, but I challenge most businesses to to be able to even ask, you know, their best customers. Yeah. Even ask customers that doesn't service them. We can ask for that feedback and see where they believe you sit as well. So, yeah, there's a few things that you can do. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I already got heaps from that. I know the team and our external audience will as well. So thanks for joining me again on here. Not a problem at all. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.